I'm Jason Ariola. And I'm Dominic Chavez, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. we are we are wrapping up mighty morphin may finally 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 after a five week i don't want to say slog it's just been a lot of work on dominic and his part but we're finally at the end of this thing dominic are you excited to be sort of done with this thing finally i am but i'm not yeah it's i sort of want to keep this going but you know unfortunately everything comes to an end maybe yep. next year we'll start it up again yeah for sure i mean there's there's plenty more power ranger games and there's even more ikumizatani power ranger games that we didn't cover so <laughs> we can always fall back on that if we need to but uh, as we talked about in the last episode or at the end of that one we're going to be talking about the mighty Morphin power rangers the movie soundtrack for the genesis uh the super nintendo one is completely different than this and the the genesis one is let's say an a bit of an odd choice as far as how they work this thing out the composer is hikoshi sakamoto and sakamoto kind of let me see how to put took um let's say a concept album of sorts that was put out i think it's called the like ultimate rock adventure of a bunch of lyricized power ranger songs that sort of tell the story of the first like season and a half of the power of the mighty Morphin power rangers uh, skipping over some parts and turn it into like a rock album that vocals aren't so great on we'll <laughs> kind of say that yeah i agree man those vocals kind of kill it but mm, it is what it is yep exactly it was an odd odd choice to turn this or turn that album into the soundtrack for the game but i guess it worked out pretty well because this, I really like the soundtrack, and I think it might just be because it sounds completely different than everything else we've covered this month. Yeah, I agree, man. This uh, the soundtrack's actually killer. I wasn't expecting this, and I've been saying that. <laughs> but, you know, this is, uh, this is completely different, and I'm loving it. Yeah, it's kind of cool to get some new sounds in there. We've been listening to largely, um, you know, what the Game Boy system kind of thing is capable of, as well as what the Super Nintendo is capable of, and it's kind of nice to get into something that the Genesis does, and does very well based on what we're going to be talking about today. I I know I've said this a hundred times before, every time the Genesis comes up, but the kind of farty sound effects that everyone kind of criticizes the Genesis for, if done right, the Genesis is a very capable machine uh, as far as like just music production goes. It just really depends on the composer and their... It's not really their composing abilities, but their, let's say, familiarity with the technical limitations of what this of what the uh, FM synthesizer chip that's in the Sega Genesis is capable of. Let's go ahead and talk about our first two tracks here. Uh, we're going to get onto Fight and Lord Zed. Now, I mentioned on the last episode that the one of my favorite, probably like one of my favorite tracks throughout this that made it in like my work and running mix is one of the tracks that we're covering today and that is fight so i'm just gonna go ahead and open up the show with my favorite track on this album or the soundtrack and we'll just kind of go from there like i said i enjoy the rest of these but we're just i'm just gonna go ahead and uh, we'll say blow my proverbial wad right in the intro with this <laughs> uh, so without me lingering on that one too much more let's go ahead and listen to fight and then lord zed
All right, so that was my favorite track on this album, probably by a good amount. Like, there's one more track that could be kind of up and close to it, and we'll get to it, but we'll get to it when we get to it because I don't want to really show my hand too much as to why it, that one might be my second and this is my first. But anyway, let's talk about Fight. Fight has this really growling synth that it starts out with, and I just love the hell out of it. Like I said, it's like nothing we've really talked about this month or maybe at all in any of the music we've covered so far. Uh, the approximation of the guitar in here is catchy as hell. Uh, there's a breakdown at 49 seconds in, and man, the drum kicking in the way it does just pushes this song to the top for me. This is a great example, like I said earlier, of what the Sega Genesis is capable of doing. It's really great hearing it do like rock music instead of like the normal pop, arcade kind of sound thing or the synthwave type stuff that it normally gets saddled with. I really appreciate having a completely different sound than we're used to with the Sega Genesis being brought into the you know the power rangers movie soundtrack again which is an odd choice but hey whatever <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm completely in love with that crunchy distorted synth that it just completely opens up the track you know it's i'm in love with it man it's uh wasn't expecting that because like he just mentioned uh i think most people are used to hearing that poppy sound not exactly used to hearing what this ost has that synth is just crazy yeah I, I, love it but pretty much lets you know that this isn't a joke even though the rhythm is super distorted and full of depth the lead composed for this track sits perfectly between the extremity of it all which uh which is great it was composed well and when you least expect it the track comes to a halt only to pick up with a sweet rhythm accompanying a killer percussion section i can tell you one thing uh jamming this thing through some speakers will really get the air moving oh yeah yeah, I played this thing on an emulator and was playing it on my TV and playing it, uh, you know, on my surround sound system is just like, oh, man, this thing just, oh, it just sounds so, so good. I mean, listening to it headphones is great. Listening to it on a surround sound system is great. There's just almost not a good way of hearing this thing. This thing is just just marvelously done. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it just really pushes that air out. It's awesome. Yeah, for sure, man. And like I said, it's nice to be able to get into something that we didn't really... We weren't really expecting to get into as far as sounds go when we started talking about doing the, the Power Ranger stuff, because most of the stuff is kind of poppy and everything. And then when I stumbled upon this one, I was like, what the hell? This is completely different. And then finding out it's based on like a rock album, basically, it's like, oh, OK, I, I understand why this sounds completely different than all the other Power Ranger stuff we've listened to. But <laughs> at the same time, I really appreciate the fact that Sakimoto took the time to recompose this and make it work for the Genesis, because... Well, I like the Super Nintendo Power Rangers movie soundtrack. This is just really cool and just is nice to hearing something completely different. And again, Fight is just one of the coolest tracks I've heard that we've covered so far. Yeah, I agree with you, man. It's uh, it's always nice hearing that. Not really rough around the edges, but they're really grindy. Yeah. You know, really crunchy. Mm. Yeah, there you it's go. That's nice. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, like I said, just the not having quite the, we'll say, like smoothed out edges to it that most of everything else we've had like this is very like you said just perfectly said just grindy just i, I like the way it, i like the way that you describe that it just it, that's the best way i can really think of describing it to anybody it's just grindy and crunchy it's i don't know why i'm regurgitating what you just said <laughs> but yeah that's a great way of putting it man great way of putting it all right let's go ahead and move on to lord zed uh this one's got a nice use of that deep synth sound there's a the drum roll that's going on throughout this track is ominous as hell. It's a shorter track that I wish was fleshed out a little bit more, but, you know, I still dig it. It makes me think back to when, like, Lord Zed was first introduced into the Power Rangers show and just how much of a real threat he was to the Rangers. When he came onto the scene, he put Rita in a space dumpster and flung her out into space. <laughs> he destroyed their Zords, drained Tommy of his Green Ranger powers, and then, like, further down in the seasons, he eventually tried to get Kimberly to marry him. I mean, seriously, what an ass. I... If nothing else, just that trying to take Kimberly away from me. Screw you, Zed. You're a jack-off, man. <laughs> uh, what a dick. Yeah, exactly. Stealing yeah. my woman from me. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I've got to say this track really does fit an acrimonious figure. And it's very interesting how some of these sections have been designed. Just listening to this track uh, is disgusting. That being said, great track. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know, it's just and, and that's what they were going for. You know, that really dark, grimy sound. And yeah. It perfectly fits him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because if you're not familiar with Lord Zed, basically he looks like somebody ripped off the muscle off of a person <laughs> and then put a, uh, you know, this like crazy like visor helmet thing on. And then he's got like all this like, basically like, it looks like, what would you say? They're like those tubes on him are almost like veins, but not quite as numerous, basically. 
Yeah, he, he really does have a an intense look to him, and I, I dig it. I think he looks fucking cool. Dominic, would you say he's metal as fuck? I think he's metal as fuck. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all that being said, I think this track alone has helped me understand uh, Lord Zed even more so. Yeah, it puts you in that uh, thing of understanding Lord Zed. It's like, oh, okay, he's not a nice dude. He is a complete asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's a great track. Fits the person or the figure perfectly. Yeah, not he, sure what he is actually. Yeah, I don't really know. Like I said, he just looks like somebody just like ripped the skin off of somebody and then put this crazy helmet thing on him and just put these veins on the outside. <laughs> and I, I don't know, man. He's I, there was this like blowback when he first came on, like he was too dark, so they toned him down a little bit. Oh wow! Which it was kind of a bummer. Like it's just as far as like what he did because he came on. I mean, he was dead set on destroying the Rangers, and he. Pretty came or came pretty close to succeeding. Came a lot closer than Rita did throughout her entire first season. Like in the first like two episodes, he's like, oh, "Okay, well, I'm gonna throw Rita in a, in a or, uh, you know in a box and throw her off into space. And then I'm gonna destroy their Zords. And then I think a couple episodes later, he like drains the Green Ranger's power, so he's got nothing basically. It's like, oh well, you came pretty damn close to succeeding in like two episodes, dude. Congrats, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's really something, man. So, but yeah, Lord Zed's kind of a. It was kind of this weird figure where he seemed, like, way too dark to be in that show. And, oddly, like, I think he was the, like, original creation for the American version of the Power Rangers, whereas everything else was sort of imported from the Japanese, like, Sentai shows that these were based off of. Oh, makes sense. Yep, yep. American, just grimy and dirty as shit, man. (laughs) That's what they were going for, I guess. They thought they'd sell the kids and... It was weird, like I said, reading online that like Zed was seemed as maybe a little too dark and sinister for a kid show, and I like I was maybe 12, 13 when this like came out, so it was like perfect for me. I was like, you know, just an edgy kind of cool space for you know that age, and then like, oh, it might bring some like coolness factor to the Power Rangers that you've got this like really gross looking villain as, as like the head honcho of the bad guys, and then they tone him down. He starts kind of turning into Rita basically, and then it ends up marrying Rita if I remember right. So it's like, oh yeah, my God. okay, well, cool, that's just swell, guys. Thanks. So, Yikes. Well, yeah. I'll tell you one thing, man. Back in the day, I used to have nightmares of the guy. So, Oh, okay. Well, did the trick. That's probably then. why they, they uh, wanted to... Well, what did you say? They wanted to tone him down or... They had a bunch of letters from parents to tone it down, <laughs> basically. Like, he was too much. <laughs> okay, well, that's why. <laughs> well, you're the bastard we can play for. <laughs> hey, but I never complained. Neither did my mom or dad. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough, man. Yeah. It's just like, man, I, I was... I don't know. Like that's I said, I coming at like you and I are 10 years apart in age. And like I said, I'm coming at this thing from, like I said, maybe 13 years old when I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally, (laughs) totally different views as to what Lord Zed is basically considering, you know, our age difference. It's like, yeah, for me, he's like, Oh, he's just cool. Like metal as fuck. Like bad guy. And you're like, he's nightmare fuel. Fuck this guy. Mm -hmm. I'm scared. (laughs) Make me root for the power Rangers even more. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Speaking of, Rooting for the Power Rangers even more. Let's go ahead and move on to the next tracks. The first one we're going to cover is We Need a Hero, and right after that, Combat. So listen to those and be right back.
first up was We Need a Hero. And this one takes a little bit to ramp up, and a little bit of like the static buzzing that happens between the 10 and 30 second mark is a little bit annoying, but all in all, I like this one. After that section, though, the song kind of kicks off in earnest and has this like great guitar sound to it. The drums in this are pretty damn catchy and do a good job of making themselves known without, <clears throat> say it with me, slap you in the face. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot. There's the first one. I know. God, but it's, yeah, it's just like, man, the first one, I, I, I feel I feel kind of sad. Like, this is the first time I've said that in this episode. It's like, <laughs> I feel like I'm letting our fans down, Dominic. I need to I need to figure out a way to incorporate that a little more. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so that's my thoughts on it. Like I said, I like this one. It's just that little bit of like a weird buzzing sound that goes on in there. It's just kind of what pulls it back a little for me. Yeah. You know, I really don't mind uh, that short buildup, but, you know, I, I well... It really does add character to the track. Now about that static we all must hear within the 10 and 30 second marks, well, even though I don't exactly like the sound, it helps me appreciate the fact that we live in a binaural world. That being said, it it truly does add depth and fills a space. Pretty cool how the feel of the song changes at the 30 second mark. Sort of gets a little gleeful, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I mean, that's, that's my take on it at least. Um, sounds like the Rangers have arrived to the skirmish. Uh, it's a sweet track. I'm digging it. I like what they did with it. I like the way it was composed. All right, then right after that, we listen to Combat, which is a nice sinister-sounding track. It's almost hard to get the underlying melody out of it, though, because the deeper synth tones are, like, so much in the forefront. And about 54 seconds in, there's this very brief guitar riff that I wish led into a little bit more, but it just sort of fizzles out. All in all, I, this one is catchy, but it might be the weeks of the tracks we're covering... And again, that's not saying, like, this one's not good. It's just out of the cream of the crop, this is sort of at the bottom of the pile. So it's uh, upper middle class, I guess, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, it definitely is a, a little rough around the edges, but it truly does have potential. And, you know, I, I totally agree with you. This track lands at the bottom of the list for me. So, I mean, it's it's a good track. It's just... Uh, you know, it, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. I wasn't really enjoying it that much. And, you know, as much as I enjoy distorted sounds, uh, <laughs> this is a little too much for me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just a lot going on, and it's, it's extremely hard to follow. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, for me, I was having just a hard time, like, catching the melody out of it. It was just like, what is going on with this damn thing? It's, yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean by, you know, it's it really hard to follow. It's just, I don't know. There's just too much going on. I wonder if the original version of this from the Rock Adventure album might be a little bit more forgiving, I guess, as far as sound goes. I'm just wondering if, like, the, like trying to recompose that to work for a Genesis sound chip may have just been a little too big of a task for the Genesis to bear, but I don't know. Like, well, like I said, I still like this one. It's better than some of the other things that were on here that we skipped over, but again, this is sort of at the bottom of the list of the, like, cool stuff I think we're covering. Yeah, better you said it than I did, man, because... Uh... <laughs> You know, I, I didn't actually listen to any of the tracks we've skipped over, so I'm not exactly too sure what uh, what the worst of the worst is on this OST. <laughs> um, as, as far as, like, stuff I can kind of do, like, just give you a, a brief example of, is, like, the Bulk and Skull track. I mean, you know, I don't know if you really remember their, their kind of, like, I don't want to say theme song, but effectively their theme song that plays anytime they're around is sort of that, duh, yeah. duh, duh, duh. like, <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, yep. there, there's Genesis version of that, and it's not great sounding. <laughs> Uh, wow, yeah, I must have missed that one. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, like, you know, listening to the Bulk and Skull theme, like, isn't something I would go to on a regular basis anyway, but then hearing it, you know, you know, recomposed onto a Genesis, I'm like, eh, yeah, not really a fan, thanks. <laughs> gotcha, well. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to a little bit more of a positive note here. Let's go on with Zords, and then Go Green Ranger Go. So listen to those, and be right back.
Alright, first off with Zords, and hey, there's a little bit of a hint of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme song with this one. Uh, <laughs> there's got some heavy drums kicking in in the beginning that kind of hide it a little bit, but I think that track is just a little too iconic to really drown out anything that you do to it. Um, I really like how, like, the best I can put it is heavy how this one feels. The drums in it are really great, and the vibe this thing gives is it doesn't lean too heavily on the Power Rangers theme. It's just kind of teasing you a little bit with it. So, I, I don't know, like I said, the, the best way I can describe that heavy sound is just like, it It feels like if you're putting like an audio thing on your shoulders, this thing is going to push you down. But I really dig the way it sounds. It's just a cool version of the Power Rangers theme song without it being the Power Rangers theme song, I guess. Yeah, I like this track, but what the hell is up with that five second repeat at the 10 second mark? I thought my dad computer was having some issues, but I guess uh, <laughs> what it kicks into makes up for it. Um, this track is definitely something serious. Don't really have too much more to say about it. Um, I did like the little throwback they had in here. That was pretty cool. And I don't know. I like the, the element this track has. It just puts me in a certain mood for some reason. Mm. I can't tell you why. I'm not sure. Maybe it is just that little throwback to the actual theme. Who knows? But... It's a good track. I like it. Yeah, like I said, it's a little hard to talk about it just because it's, like, I don't know, It maybe, like I said, maybe it's our music vocabulary just being a little bit weaker on the synth stuff, but I do like the, the heaviness to it, and there's a, I don't want to say a lot going on for such a short track, but it's it does a really good job of just sort of re rearranging the Power Rangers theme song, basically, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It really does. Yeah, it's pretty cool sounding. So, All right, let's go ahead and move on to Go Green Ranger Go. Uh, this one's got another great use of percussion. The little guitar solo at the 36-second mark is cool, and it kind of breaks up the track just enough to keep it from getting repetitive. Uh, the drums are just really great in this one, though. They hit really solidly and are used really well. The mid-range tones sound good, and also do a good job of breaking up the sound a bit, so it does... Like, the thing I like about this track the most, I think, is just how well it does to kind of break it up from getting repetitive and getting kind of monotonous in a way. There's a bunch of different sounds in here that kind of keep going in and out just to keep it interesting. And I really appreciate, I don't want to say like masterfully, but just how well they've done with that. Yeah, it was designed well. Very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, since I'm using headphones to review these tracks, I'm really picking up uh, the stereo quality. And... I, I'm really like liking this one in particular. Great depth, great positioning, and I really think this track was composed very, very well. Totally enjoy what was done to fill space. Did a great job with design, composition, everything. It's 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 a phenomenal track. And so I'm, one of my favorite tracks actually. Yeah, I I would put this one up there too. It's like I said, it's not quite up to the level of fight for me personally, but it's it's definitely top third of everything we're covering today for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, coming up against that fight one. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. It's like you know, you you're playing one on one with somebody, and then you just happen to be up against Michael Jordan in his prime. You're like, ah, shit. Oh, this is gonna go poorly, isn't it? It's like you could you could yeah. be you could be pretty good, but then you're going up against like you know one of the greatest of all time, and you're like, eh, shoot, this is yeah, this is probably gonna end poorly for me. <laughs> yeah, the fight track is definitely on its own. Uh, it's on a different level. For sure. So I figured, like, talk about it at the beginning. This way we're not kind of beating around the bush as to, like, the way we feel about everything else. Because it's almost not fair to compare Fight, I think, to anything else on the soundtrack just because of how cool it is. But that could just be us. I don't know. I, there might be people who enjoy other stuff that, you know, we're we're a little bit lighter on comparatively. But, like I said, Fight, <laughs> it's hard to really argue with how good that is, even if it's not your favorite. But if it's not your favorite, I don't know what the hell soundtrack you're listening to. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think it's the best uh, track on this OST. So. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go ahead and move on to, I don't know why this one's called this, but it is called 541, so that's 5-4-1, so yeah, take that as you will, I guess. I, I guess if I listened to that uh, that rock adventure for more than you know 30 seconds at a clip, I probably could have figured that out, but man, you know, it's... It's not great. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and <laughs> we'll skip that. And right after that, we're going to be listening to White Ranger Tiger Power, which take out a couple of words out of that, and that is a really uncomfortable mm -hmm. track title. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on, and we'll listen to those and be right back.
Alright, first up, 5, 4, 1. And this one gets you like two seconds to get ready and then just hits you hard with what it's doing. It almost would slap you in the face, if I might say. <laughs> Second shot of the night. Alright. Percussion on this one is just great. Uh, Mid-range tones in this one are really great, too. I think they're performing, like, double duty is replacing vocals and guitar, so maybe that's why I appreciate it so much. It's, like, really impressive just how much the mid-ranger is doing in this one. That machine gun sound that kicks in at a minute and 15 really is this cool sound that kind of gives the main structure of the song a break and gives you a chance to appreciate it when it comes back. Again, this is not my favorite track on this album, but it's right up there. It just doesn't feel like a wasted note of sound in this track. Yeah, agreed, man. I'm starting to hear the compression behind the distorted rhythm. Uh, really gives it that pumping sound. And when the lead sections kick in, the volume to the rhythm, as well as the compression, is lowered just a hair so the lead has a chance to cut through. Now, I'm not sure if that was done purposely, but if it were, that was an excellent adjustment. Hmm. Very surprising. Um, it's a way to polish a track. That's That was a very smart adjustment, if, if that's what it was. <laughs> if not, it came across that way anyway, I guess. Yeah, exactly, because I'm catching a lot of compression, man, and I'm digging it. All right, and let's move on to White Ranger Tiger Power. Again, I've got to be real careful when I'm saying that one, because... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I really love the vibe this one gives out immediately. Just this, like, really cool feel to it. Uh, repeating scale of notes gives you, like, a feeling of, like, confidence, I guess. I've talked about that before in tracks where a certain, like, sound will give a feeling of confidence when you're playing something, and this one just kind of reeks of that for me. Um, the drums are solid in this one, too even though they're a little bit more subdued. There's not much to this one, unfortunately, but it's another one that I really dig the hell out of. Yeah, uh, this track definitely uh, does get off, give off an interestingly cool vibe. I, I think you pretty much summed it up uh, with what you've said. There really isn't, really isn't enough to this track, but I dig it as well. Yeah, it's kind of a cool thing, but like I said, it's just one of those things I wish there was more to it. But at the same time, I understand, you know, Sakamoto is working off of whatever that rock adventure thing is. So if it's simple over there, you know, he's going to translate it as simple over here. It's just it's sort of an unfortunate thing of, you know, recomposing and rearranging stuff like that to this. Basically, it's I don't know. I can't fault him for it specifically. It's just I just wish there was more. I wish he had maybe taken it in his own direction a little bit instead of just using this thing as as it was, basically. Yeah, it would have been nice to. uh you know, compose something a little new, a little different, just to give it length. Maybe a little but, bit more girth, even? There you go. <laughs> a little more girth. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, how did I, how did I, I think I put it a couple episodes ago, A this is a chode of a track. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so. Uh, go go to Urban Dictionary and look up chode if you don't know what that means, and then go ahead and come back and listen <laughs> I, I, I know it's probably a gross reference, but hey, whatever. You know, we've made them before, and we'll continue to make them. So. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, I, I think that's all I've got to say about uh, White Ranger Tiger Power. I am reading that as I say that, so I'm very careful as to not slip up and get a couple of those words mixed up. <laughs> very slowly, man. Very, very carefully. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I had to take a breath on the last episode where we talked about some of the tracks, just because of how long they were. I'm having to do that here, just so I don't uh, slip up and get that uh, <laughs> get those words juxtaposed in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be a very, very unfortunate way to go out. So, anyway, speaking of going out, let's go ahead and move on to the last track we're going to listen to here. We are going to listen to Go Go Power Rangers. Yep, we started this month with Go Go Power Rangers, and we're going to go out with it. So we'll go ahead and play that one and come right back.
All right, that was Go Go Power Rangers. And like I said, we started off this month listening to the Go Go Power Rangers song on the Super Nintendo Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game. And we're ending it by listening to the one from the movie Genesis version. So I really dig the way this one sounds. It's got a really different vibe using the synth sounds to fill in what the Genesis can't do. Uh, we've talked about this before, but the Super Nintendo does sampling basically to utilized its sound production, whereas Genesis is a synth chip that they sort of just have to do what it can do. They can't program in anything that the synth chip is incapable of doing, whereas the Super Nintendo, it's it's not a, you know, a world of endless possibilities, but as long as you can get it to fit and like work within the sampling chip, it will work. So while the structure for sounds in the Super Nintendo is a little bit more varied, or let me rephrase that, is a lot more varied than it is on the Sega <laughs> Genesis, I really appreciate working within the limits that Sakimoto did for this one. Uh, normally, I feel like an, a Genesis adaptation suffers a bit, but this one is right up there with one of my favorite tracks we've covered this month. My only real complaint is I wish the tone that's replacing the vocals on the Go-Go Power Rangers part was a couple of notes lower. It's just a little too high-pitched and almost almost gets to that psg chip level on the master system when it gets a little too high and starts like grating on my spine a little bit <laughs> other than that this really just shows the power rangers theme song is really adaptable it's an incredible piece of composition as far as just a sort of throwaway like pop like rock sort of thing it's it's a really cool track and yeah we've talked about this before it's not the most incredibly deep track as far as how its design goes but just how remarkably catchy it is and adaptable it is is really impressive. You'd be hard-pressed to find a way to screw it up and not make it catchy. You know, Hashimoto didn't do much in the way of original tracks for this, but he did a killer job of adapting that Rock Adventure album, and I really appreciate everything he's done with it, especially the Power Rangers theme song. But, like I said, ultimately, Fight, man, it is hard to, it is hard to knock that thing out. Yeah, I agree, man. I've heard many versions of this theme, and I think... Uh, this composer did a phenomenal job with this. It sounds amazing. So much raw power behind the instruments and emotional elements behind the track itself. It's great. I have no complaints at all. It doesn't really matter which version of the theme I hear, I still get that feeling I got when I was a kid. And to me, that's what makes a great track, essentially. I hope you've all enjoyed this month of Rangers as much as we have. Um, hopefully we do this again. You know, this was great. I had so much fun reviewing these tracks to all these games. It was just, it was great. Yeah, I had a, I had a really good time this month. Like I said, I, we were looking at this thing and thinking, oh man, this is going to be so much work. And I was almost like, before we started, I was thinking, are we going to burn out maybe doing this? <laughs> I was a little concerned about that, that we were just going to burn out, just be doing this every week on top of, um, you know, if you listen to any of the other podcasts I do, you know, I was doing the Game of Thrones power hour every week while that was going on too. And doing multimedia failure as you know on, on its regular schedule of every other week, uh, supplementing when this one's off. But and I didn't burn out at all. I really enjoyed this, and I think we picked some really good albums. And oddly, there's still a ton of Power Rangers music we could cover. So <laughs> if the demand is there, and I would say based on the bit of growth we've gotten over the Power Rangers month that we've done, or the Mighty Morphin May we've done, I would say we'll probably revisit this next May for sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, because I. Totally enjoyed this. I discovered a lot of new tracks that I've never heard before, even some games that I've never even heard of. <laughs> you know, just it, it was a great month. Yeah, I uh, I was expecting this to be a lot harder um, time wise, but it really wasn't that bad, man. It was a kind of a walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak for yourself. You don't have to edit the thing, man. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> no, actually, no, it really was not as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. I was just thinking like, I am going to be doing nothing but looking at my Mac screen every day for the, like throughout May, basically while I'm editing all of these different podcasts we're, we've been doing, but I, I've gotten through these pretty quickly and you know, it, th that whole thing of, you know, do what you love and it doesn't feel like work. I've really found that with this month in particular, just because I really like doing the other podcasts we do, but this is definitely my favorite one just because of the the subject matter, I suppose. I, I love talking about video game music. I love listening to video game music. And this has been a great way of just making that something maybe viably something we could do like to support us financially in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I think it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> and what may you ask are we talking about making it happen? Well, dear listener, we are talking about our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash gamesandjunk. 
over there, you can go ahead and kick in a few bucks and that'll help Dominic and I and Vanessa and John and anybody else who gets involved with any of our podcasts as far as helping out financially. All of these podcasts are an investment of time on our part. I don't want to say me in particular, but you know, I, I host them all. I take the notes for the majority of them and I do all of the editing. So, and you know, I also, any guest bookings we have, I line up to myself. So it's, it's a lot of work uh, for all of us and ultimately I love doing this, and I think we've got a great podcast here that has been kicking off into the stratosphere as far as numbers go to much to my surprise. I wasn't really expecting this one to be the one that took off like it did, but hey, here we are. We're Apparently, there is an audience for video game music as some of the, let's say, longer-running ones seem to be winding down. Uh, I, I, I was unaware of how many video game music podcasts there were, but it seems like a lot of them have kind of wound their, uh, their times down, basically, and are either updating sporadically or have just um, officially just killed themselves off. I, I don't know what the deal is with that when there's so much, so much to talk about. Yeah. There's a world of uh, video game music to cover. Yeah. We have barely <laughs> scratched the surface. I mean, hell, we haven't even gotten to a, into the PlayStation or Saturn era, really. I mean, we, we basically yeah. have been sitting in the 8, the 16-bit, and, like, some of the more modern stuff with, um, you know, when we did uh, E7. So, like I said, we have got just an incredible breadth of stuff to listen to and talk about still. So I am looking forward to doing this podcast for years to come. Um, hopefully if you like this, you can go ahead and help us out on Patreon. Even a dollar helps. And if for whatever reason, a dollar is too much for you, go to your local podcatcher. I don't know whatever you use to download this thing. And go, go give us a five-star review on iTunes on or <clears throat> Apple podcasts, not iTunes anymore. Uh, Google play stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get these podcasts from. And like, share, subscribe, all that jazz, uh, you know, share us around. Like I said, we're growing just naturally. And I would love to see us like, you know, hit something in Apple Podcasts or Google Play where we're like, you know, in that new and noteworthy category. Or if you just see us on Twitter or whatever and just share us around that way or Facebook or however you kids share stuff around these days. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting old. So I'm feeling more and more out of touch every day as people start calling Instagram the gram. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, 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 I was unaware of that. I was like, "Oh yeah, just put that on the gram." I'm like, the, "What?" I'm like, "That's mm. the first time I've ever heard." Okay, cool. <laughs> Somebody well, referred to that. Yeah, well, wow. yeah, like I said, wow. it's a pretty, pretty new thing to me. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, that will wrap up Mighty Morphin May. We will be back in two weeks. So, if you've been following us along, we're not normally a weekly podcast, but for Mighty Morphin May, we decided to go weekly. Um, we're thinking about going weekly. We're gonna see how the response and like what the listenership looks like after we go back to every other week. If it continues to increase we might stay bi-weekly if it kind of plateaus off we we've been talking about doing something every other or every week with a like mini episode as sort of the filler in between but if you are going to miss hearing the sound of my voice i can't understand why you would but um every other week when this podcast is off i also do multimedia failure which is a podcast where i do it with my friends vanessa and john and we talk about a video game movie and then rank them arbitrarily against each other so that's been a lot of fun except the latest episode that will be going up next week um let's say surprise the hell out of me as far as where that ranking went i wasn't expecting it to go where it went and well you'll just have to see in a week and find out how that went <laughs> Also, um, we wrapped up our Game of Thrones Power Hour podcast, but for whatever reason, you know, if you're if you're really hurting for Game of Thrones material and want to hear people's takes on it, we've still got that alive and not kicking. It's alive. The feed will be up there indefinitely. So, yeah, <laughs> but it, it's there. And, you know, who knows? If we hit a certain thing on Patreon, maybe I can afford to take some time off work or just do this full time, as I would really much rather do. And we can bring back the Power Hour as maybe in another form somehow, some way. I don't really know. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, I think that about wraps everything up. The only other thing we have to plug are our Twitters. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Robico Podcast, and you can follow me at Jason Ariola and Dominic. You can follow me at Dominant Shred. Yep. And the reason why I let Dominic do that is because I have screwed it up more than a couple of times. So we've just decided <laughs> Dominic doing it's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm a grown. I'm a, I'm a grown up man. <laughs> you can do it. You I can do it all by yourself, speak, right? But I could do it. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I think you're selling yourself short there, man. You're doing just fine. So, all right, <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap up Mighty Morphin May. So, uh, for myself, I want to say thank you for thank you for listening, sticking with us, and you know we didn't unfortunately get any feedback, but I've seen the feedback of the listener numbers growing. So apparently, people like this. So I really appreciate the if nothing else feedback from that. So it's it's definitely taken something into consideration in my head that this is a podcast that will stand for quite a while until Dominic and I cannot stand doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then 
and I just want to say thank you all for uh, for tuning in, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we have. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully we do this again. I cannot see a world where we don't come back and revisit the Power Rangers in May. So, uh, you know, I, I, I haven't talked to you about it off the air, Dominic, yet, but I do have some ideas for, like, thematic months maybe further down the line. But let's see. Let's let's see how that goes. And like I said, we'll talk about that with the listener numbers and see how they go. Uh, maybe this is all more off the air talk, but uh, I just want to say, uh, like I said, from seeing how we did this month, I don't know if maybe th- doing every few months a theme is the way to go, but maybe that's the way to go because I've seen a pretty steady growth and Dominic and I have had a fun time just digging through Power Ranger soundtracks and finding stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. We'll talk about it yep, for sure. Exactly. So, all right. Anyway, that will wrap up this episode of Rock Out With Your Card Out. I just want to go ahead and shout out the usual Chibi Tech for who is the composer of our theme song. And, you know, if you are a fan of her work and want to continue supporting her in any way she performed, you can go to her Bandcamp, which we have linked on our descriptions, on our show notes. And um, Melissa Diaz, who also made our logo for me, I really appreciate both of them. Um, let's say taking a hit in their reputation and dealing with us but hey you know every once in a while you just gotta you just gotta kind of wipe the scum off your shoes i suppose oh man <laughs> i mean way too mean to us we're not we're, we're we're a pretty good solid podcast so it just you know when you when you look at chibi tech's other works you're like why is she why did she do this yeah you'll understand <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway uh, thanks for listening guys and we will talk at you guys in two weeks